Welcome, everyone, to another Traveler's Art Coffee Podcast. Hope this finds you happy and well, as always. If not, perhaps this uh, podcast will give you a little bit of a respite, as they say, from the toils of everyday life. I have a great email I'm going to comment on. It was fairly lengthy, so I'm going to basically paraphrase it. Um, In essence, a guy by the name of Brian wrote me an email saying, Hey, I've never traveled and I want to travel, but you know, I I like to stay in nice hotels and is it possible to have an authentic travel experience that you talk about and still stay in a nice hotel? So this is a very interesting question. I've never really thought about it. So I thought I'd weigh in kind of off the cuff here, no no notes or anything and, and put this out there. So I'm the kind of person that kind of sticks to their philosophical position and, and I, I, I'm okay with discomfort because I know it's not going to be forever, especially if I have control. So here's a good example. If I am going to do a photo shoot on the island of Zanzibar, which I've done, I don't really care if I stay in a nice hotel. I'm looking to be there for four days. There are only two things I really care about. Is it hygienically sound? And does the door lock? Because I just don't want to get robbed. And I don't want to get sick or have scorpions in my room which has happened. Outside of that, I kind of don't care. Now, if I have to stay somewhere for a long period of time, like I'm going to be working there for a month, then I might choose accommodation that has more of a longevity to it because I'm not afraid. I'm not worried. I, I don't get anxious that way. Now, for some people, they do. If you haven't traveled, we can get anxiety ridden with the unknown truth is most of our domestic life is so predictable. I mean, we're, we're creatures of habit in many ways. And we find comfort in familiarity. But in familiarity, we also kind of hit the emotional doldrums. And we don't necessarily live our life. Life ends up kind of living us. And so in answer to that, can you have an authentic travel experience If you're living in a posh hotel. Yeah, I think you can. I don't think where you lay your head to sleep is necessarily the litmus test on authentic travel. And frankly, if the only barrier to you leaving your culture and getting to another culture to see things differently, to eat different food, to speak with different people, if the only barrier is where you sleep, Well, then who fucking cares? Yeah, go. Go stay at the Four Seasons. Understand, though, that the degree by which you're willing to be uncomfortable and live in uncertainty is directly correlated with the transformational and enrichment of your life. However, there's no right way per se. There's just a way. I recommend you go. You want to stay at the Four Seasons? By all means, go ahead. But I'd be uh, the first person out of the hotel at dawn and the last person to return to the hotel. I would just caution you on spending too much time in that hotel. That's kind of the dangerous factor because comfort can seduce you in a way that's not necessarily going to reap the reward you're looking for. 
Have I stayed in nice hotels? Hell yeah. I've stayed in some amazing hotels, especially like boutique hotels. But I'm also not fooled by the experience. I also understand that, you know, I've had some amazing, amazing experiences traveling in a hammock underneath a, an awning for my accommodation for close to two weeks. A lot of people would find that unnerving. It was just a place to sleep for me. It was cooler being in the hammock than on a bed. It was better than being in the air conditioning where for eight hours a day, nine hours a day, your body's acclimatized into a cool, dry environment. And then when you walk out, you're, you know, you're just sweating like you didn't get the job. In the end, there's pluses and minuses. But I think my, my real feedback is just go. Just get out there. There's no perfect way. Go to Cambodia, go to Uruguay, go to the south of France, go to Morocco, go to Mongolia. If you have to stay in a nice hotel, who cares? You know, if you are going, let me know because I might just go crash at your place for a day or two and then go back to my little hovel. But the big factor is that the longer you're on the road, the most money you're going to spend is where you're going to be sleeping, actually. It's kind of funny. It, accommodation is what will burn through your resource base. One of the things you may want to think about if you're going to stay in a nice hotel is how long do you want to stay there? If you are going to be traveling around for like three days in different places in that, in that general region, like in Ecuador, let's say, you're not going to stay in nice hotels all the time. It's just not fucking possible. You just look like what's acceptable. Set your standard on what's acceptable. If there's anxiety spending two nights in a place, and that's not about the place. That's about your anxiety. And that's about fear. You know, I think there's something deeper there going on, as they say. I'm empathetic to those that suffer from anxiety. I've had a few anxiety moments in my life, but very infrequently. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I, th I think in a different way where I think of like simple things like, is anybody trying to kill me? Have I left the airplane without a parachute? Um, is the shark actually swimming to me? Like I really kind of think of things as in literal terms and that tends to kind of put that, you know, away as it were. One of the things that I do like to do, and I think I've mentioned this before, is I do like to go to nice hotels, but not necessarily stay there. I like to go to boutique hotel and old world hotel lobbies or cafes. There's something romantic about it. And you do see some interesting characters in these hotels. I, I stayed at a hotel in Brazil that was so interesting. I mean, like, it had been around forever. You know, the story was that, you know, like, the Portuguese would stay there. I love the furniture and, like, the marble tables. And you could get great cold, ice-cold beer there. And kind of, like, sit around and look at stuff. And it's a great place to read, maybe journal. And then I went back to my really modest accommodation because I'm just going to sleep there, right? And there are things that I do to make my accommodation better, okay? Um, I might bring an air freshener. I might actually be, uh, bring like bug bomb and bomb the room so that there's no mosquitoes. And I might, uh, like when I was in Uganda, I decided to like put the mattress in the sun to kill any bed bugs or anything that might have been in there. I also went ahead and bought my own pillow. I was gonna be, I was in Uganda, in Northern Uganda for ooh, about three weeks, almost a month. I thought, you know, this is something I'm just gonna invest in. 
you know, I bought mosquito coils, um, I bombed the room, I put bug powder to keep insects away, things like ants, because ants are, you know, people are afraid of spiders. Ants, they'll just like consume you. When an ant colony decides they want something, they get to take it <laughs> because they just are that, you know, there's that many of them. You know, some things can be challenging if you're really, really going on budget. You know, like running water can sometimes be challenging um, depending on where you're traveling. So although I do prefer to stay in more budget accommodation because I kind of don't care, if you are going to stay in higher end accommodation, realize that it does have a cost more than just the money you're spending. And that in some cases you may not be able to get that. You may not be able to get the really posh hotel. And let's talk about one, one other thing that is a bummer with posh hotels is it tends to separate you from the culture a lot more than a regular hotel will. There's this sense of service. There's like, oh, Mr. Mira, you know, oh, you know, it's this over the top kind of service, but on like budget accommodations, they, they're just nice to you. And you never know, you might meet their family or meet the owner. Um, they might set you up with a friend of theirs that can take you on that safari for a fraction of the cost. They're more, it's a more family thing on these budget accommodations. Um, and there's also a story. I, I stayed in a really interesting hotel just outside of Petra, um, owned by a British woman and a true Jordanian Bedouin. What a comedy show the two of them were together. And their hotel was not very nice wasn't posh but the roof of their hotel had all of these great chairs and umbrellas and citrus trees and the rooms all had a view of this beautiful red sandstone canyon but the beds were rickety and the mattresses not so great and the sink was small and there wasn't the water pressure wasn't very high and the water didn't really get that hot but I didn't care because I would just go to the rooftop and have uh, an Amstel watch the sunset through the canyon. Ah, oh, it was just epic. If I had tried to stay at some more expensive place, I never would have met them. I never would have met the other budget travelers that had some great stories and great recommendations. So it comes at a cost. But go. Whatever you do, just go. If, you got, if you're going to sleep in the back of a truck or you're going to sleep at the Four Seasons, it doesn't matter. Just go. And if anybody wants some more specific answers on their actual travel, feel free to email me at the travelersart at gmail.com. All right, everyone, that'll do it for this episode of Travelers Art Coffee. No matter what accommodation you're in right now or wherever you're driving or listening, thanks a lot for tuning in. And remember to do me a favor. If you know of someone that would benefit from this podcast or you just want to share it with them, let them know. Tell them to subscribe. It's free to do and costs you nothing. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon.
Hyvän on tö- 